Hi. <laughs> my name is Johanna Kolionen, and it's my honor and my pleasure to be hosting this main anthill stage here at the conference this year. And it means particularly much to me after this break that none of us have chosen. We will talk a great deal in the next few days about beginnings and endings. So it feels appropriate here at the beginning to take a short moment to reflect upon this pandemic, which is not yet ended, although of course we all hope that we're at least somewhere in the beginning of the end. You are not required to mask in the conference spaces, as you know, but you are more than welcome to do so if you prefer. At an event earlier this year, I, I ran into some American visitors who were wearing masks, and I asked if it isn't a burden on them socially. And they said, well, yeah, but you know, we also need to be sure to be able to get home to our kids who are like on another continent. Good point, I thought. And it reminded me again of how differently this pandemic has affected us in the, la in the past years and how unevenly it affects us specifically today. It has been a shared generational experience uniting us in some ways, not least in global action. But it has been a massively dividing experience too. You may have lived almost normally, as most of us here in Sweden ultimately did. Or you may have spent months, or even literally years, isolated in a small apartment, allowed out only briefly every day. You may have lost your job, or you may have worked more than you ever have in your life. You may have had an easy run with the illness, or you may have experienced the worst sickness ever, and you may be hampered by long COVID symptoms still. You may have lost loved ones. You may even have lost them without the opportunity to say goodbye. All of these diverse experiences are typical experiences of the pandemic. And now that we're traveling internationally again and meeting here at the conference again, we should treat each other's attitudes and memories to the past few years, of the past few years, and of course to the continuing pandemic. We should treat them with empathy and respect and not presume to know everybody else's feelings and try to help each other manage risk in whatever ways make sense, sense for each of us right now. Most of what I just said would have been completely incomprehensible three years ago. And an even more jarring example of this cognitive dissonance is the fact that there is a brutal war of invasion raging in Europe right now. All of us are affected in different ways, but many of us, perhaps most of us, have the luxury to not think about this war every hour of every day. And that is a gift. If you meet a participant at the conference from Ukraine, from Belarus, perhaps someone originally from Russia, please ask before you presume whether they'd rather talk or perhaps not talk about what is going on at home today. I will, however, presume to know two feelings that many of us do feel these days. First is the nagging suspicion that we, I, each of us, have somehow forgotten in the last few years how to talk to people, how to mingle, how to relax in crowds, we always say from this stage that this is your event and that you should remember to take the breaks you need. 
whether or not there is program on at the same time. Do you need to write the work email so that you can focus after? Please, please do it. People will let you out even if you are in the middle of the row. You just say, excuse me, and then you're fine. Do you need to skip a whole talk to process the previous talk? Feel free. Take care of your experience. Monitor your energy levels. Drink more water than you think you need. And it's very, very normal to get tired faster today than you would have three years ago. We are all out of practice. The second feeling that I think I share with a lot of folks is that I now subconsciously approach each social event with enormous expectations. My hunger for humans and for new ideas is years deep, and I want every encounter to blow my mind. And unfortunately, I've already learned this summer um, that sometimes my own hunger for experiences gets in the way of my actually being present for the experiences that are happening. So there's a phrase that I've come across in different contexts recently um, that speaks to this and that speaks to me. So in the Burning Man community, people will sometimes say about their gatherings or burns that you get the burn you need, not the burn you want. And last uh, week, uh, I, I happened to hear an evangelical pastor say it's almost exactly the same words on television. He said, sometimes God gives you what you need, not what you want. And I thought, huh, this is interesting. We have here these like largely atheist techno hippies, and here this very conservative religious man, and they would be saying the exact same thing right now. Maybe this is just some ancient wisdom that I didn't know about. So I went looking for it on the internet, and as far as my Google food tells me, the source of this wise phrase seems to be that ancient philosopher Mick Jagger. In, <laughs> in the Rolling Stones song, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> there is some profound truth, however, I think to this idea that what I want isn't always what I need. And I personally happen to believe that societal and cultural factors take a more active hand in shaping my, my agency than, than deities do. But also, I do believe that I affect the outcomes of my life to a great deal. And this translated to me to very practical advice when approaching, for instance, the conference. I have decided that I will try to be present without too many specific expectations, because hunting for the experience I imagined might make me miss the experience that is actually happening. But also to try to bring to my presence here what I need to be able to engage. Curiosity, listening, forward momentum, and the good sense to take a moment for myself, to rest, to reflect, to be in my body when that's what I need. And we've built some spaces and tools that might help you do that. Uh, you can find them outside, and I will also tell you more about them later today. So that's uh, the small-scale individual human reading of what we want and what we need. But I am certain that that great sage Sir Mick was also referring to a higher level of truth and insight when he sang, you can't always get what you want, but you just might get what you need. Now, I'm definitely not going to stand here and say that tragedies like pandemics and, and wars have some kind of higher purpose. I think that's bullshit when people are suffering and starving and dying. But when tragedies do happen, I think when a change of perspective is forced upon us, it is our duty to see what we can learn. And here at the conference, we have always talked about the smallest things and the biggest things, about nanobots and molecules and gut bacteria, about individual lives and feelings and technologies, 
about global systems of media and power and about how we as individuals and companies and institutions can engage with them and understand them and change them. And it feels to me like the perspective shift of the last few years have brought both, en both ends of that scale into sharper focus. Many of us have been allowed to or forced to reevaluate or question our priorities and our lifestyles and our needs and our wants in a way that will probably serve us very well as we <laughs> spend the rest of our lives in a continuing climate crisis. At the same time, we have all suddenly learned a great deal about global shipping, resource interdependencies, and just-in-time logistics systems. It turns out when we collectively are too focused on what we want, we might not even get what we need. So this is big stuff, but that's just how we roll here at the conference, so strap in. And as we move into this first session this morning, we will, of course, include the more, uh, most specific perspectives as well as the broadest views. Speaking of individually shaped sensory experiences and then of images of our global futures. Welcome back, my friends. Be brave. Remember that at the conference you are allowed to, spe to speak to people you don't know. Ask them what journey they are on today. That's scary. Ask them who they are and who they'd like to be, just casually. Or what program they've seen that's blown their mind, or that's surprised them. And on that note, I would like to introduce our first speaker. Our first speaker today is a world-renowned pastry chef. With his two brothers, he runs the three-star Catalan restaurant in Girona, Spain. Uh, the El Celler de Can Roca, which has been crowned the world's best restaurant twice in the last 10 years. You may have seen our guest himself on the Netflix show Chef's Table. Today we can, of course, not eat the products of his labor, but we will be treated instead to his reflections on surprise and joy and changing sensory experiences. He will be speaking to us today through his translator, Jade Gross. Please welcome the world's best pastry chef, Jordi Roca.